0: Hello and welcome to the Mythical Storytelling Podcast. I'm your host and storyteller, Shinjan. I've always been fascinated by the myths and the stories behind those myths in cultures throughout the world. So if you, like me, are interested in exploring these stories behind the myths, then this is the right podcast for you. So without further ado, let's start with today's story. Today's story is called Arachne. As retold by Lillian S. Hyde. Brought to you by Holiday Whisperers, your bespoke and personal holiday planner. Visit holidaywhisperers.co.uk today for all the help you need and want to plan your next holiday. And the best part is that it's completely free, so get onto that website now. Also, if you're an aspiring podcaster like me and don't know where to start, check out Burstsprout.com. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and the best way to launch, promote and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and more within minutes of finishing your recording. And if you sign up for a paid plan through the link in the description, you will receive a $20 Amazon gift voucher. How cool is that? Right, let's get on with the story now. Arachne lived in a small village on the shores of the Mediterranean. Her parents were very poor. While her mother was busy cooking the simple meals for the family or working in the fields, Arachne used to spin all day long. Her wheel made a steady whirring like the buzzing of some insect. She grew so skillful from constant practice that the threads she drew out were almost as fine as the mists that rose from the sea nearby. The neighbors used to hint sometimes that such fine spun threads were rather useless, and that it might be better if Arachne would help her mother more and spin less. One day, Arachne's father, who was a fisherman, came home with his baskets full of little shellfish, which were of a bright crimson or purple color. He thought that the color of the little fish, so pretty that he tried the experiment of dyeing Arachne's wools with them. The result was the most vivid hue that had ever been seen in any kind of woven fabric. This was the colour which was after all called Tyrian purple or sometimes it was called royal purple because kings liked to wear it. After this Arachne's tapestries always showed some touch of the new colour. They now found a ready sale and in fact soon became famous. Arachne's family changed their little cottage for a much larger house her mother did not have to work in the fields anymore, nor was her father any longer obliged to go out in his boat to catch fish. Ragnar herself became as famous as her tapestries. She heard admiring words on every side, and I'm sorry to say that her head was a little turned by them. When as often happened, people praised the beautiful colour that had been produced by the little shellfish. She did not tell how her father had helped her, But took all the credit to herself. While she was weaving, a group of people often stood behind her loom, watching the pictures grow. One day, she overheard someone say that even the great goddess Minerva, the patron goddess of spinning and weaving, could not weave more beautiful tapestry than this plain fisherman's daughter. This was a very foolish thing to say, but Arachne thought it was true. She heard another say that Arachne wove so beautifully that she must have been taught by Minerva herself. Now the truth is that Minerva had taught Arachne. It was Minerva who had sent the little shellfish to those coasts, and although she never allowed herself to be seen, she often stood behind the girl and guided her shuttle. But Arachne never having seen the goddess thought she owed everything to herself alone and began to boast of her skill. One day she said, It has been said that I can weave quite as well, if not better, than the goddess Minerva. I should like to have a weaving match with her, and then it would be seen which could do the best. These wicked words had hardly left Arachne's mouth before she heard the sound of a crutch on the floor. Turning to look behind her, she saw a feeble old woman in a rusty grey cloak. The woman's eyes were as grey as her cloak, and strangely bright and clear for one so old. She leaned heavily on her crutch, and when she spoke, her voice was cracked and weak. I am many years older than you, she said. Take my advice. Ask Minerva's pardon for your ungrateful words. If you are truly sorry, she will forgive you. Now, Arachne had never been very respectful to old persons, particularly when they wore rusty cloaks, and she was very angry at being reproved by this one. Don't advise me, she said. Go and advise your own children. I shall say and do what I please. At this, an angry light came into the old woman's grey eyes. Her crutch suddenly changed to a shining lance. She dropped her cloak and there stood, the goddess herself. Arachne's face grew very red and then very white but she would not ask Minerva's pardon even then. Instead, she said that she was ready for the weaving match. So two weaving frames were brought in and attached to one of the beams overhead. Then Minerva and foolish Arachne stood side by side and each began to weave a piece of tapestry. As Minerva wove, her tapestry began to show pictures of mortals who had been foolhardy and boastful, like Arachne, and who had been punished by the gods. It was meant for a kindly warning to Arachne. But Arachne would not heed the warning. She wove into her tapestry pictures representing certain foolish things that the gods of Olympus had done. This was very disrespectful. And it is no wonder that when Arachne's tapestry was finished, Minerva tore it to pieces. Arachne was frightened now, but it was too late. Minerva suddenly struck her on the forehead with a shuttle. Then Arachne shrank to a little creature no larger than one's thumb. Since you think yourself so very highly skillful in spinning and weaving, said Minerva, you shall do nothing else but spin and weave all your life. Upon this, Arachne in a new shape ran quickly into the first dark corner she could find. She was now obliged to earn her living by spinning webs of exceeding fineness in which she caught many flies, just as her father had caught fish in his nets. She was called the Spinner. The children of this first little Spinner have become very numerous, but their old name of Spinner has been changed to that of spider. the delicate webs, which are as mist-like as any of Arachne's weaving, often cover the grass on a morning when the day is to be fine. Thank you for listening to today's story. I hope you have enjoyed it. If you have any thoughts or comments, you can reach out to me on my Twitter. My handle is blabbering shin, or you can email me at IamShinjan at gmail.com. So that is I-A-M-S-H-I-N-J-A-N at gmail.com. Please subscribe to my podcast if you've liked my work and don't forget to share it with your friends and family. I will look forward to entertaining you with more mythical stories like this going forward. Adios.